Welcome back to part two, which is a continuation of the conversation I had with Linda Mitchell last week on the show. I hope and pray you just feel so blessed by the words that we're sharing because as women, we all go through similar things, mindset, battling our unhealthy habits, just all the ugly stuff that takes place in our lives where we just want to clean that out and do things God's way, right? With God, all things are possible. And in this conversation, you are going to just feel, again, so inspired and empowered to keep climbing on that health journey, on that healthy mindset, and just blocking out all the noise. All right. I love you guys. Enjoy this episode. Enjoy this conversation. And I can't wait to hear what you think about it. Welcome to Addicted to the Climb. I am your host, Kelly Tyen. As a faith-fueled health and transformation coach, author, and breast cancer survivor, my mission is to provide you with the wisdom, the tools, and all the success tips that I've learned along my own journey in health, fitness, faith, and personal development. Plus, you'll hear some incredible and inspiring conversations that will motivate you and empower you to keep on climbing no matter what you're going through. Let's buckle up to start a brand new climb together and start showing up differently as we work our way to the top. Right now, this is your time to take in all the positivity and all the blessings that God has for you. So let's get started. Well, 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 we're back today for another show with Kelly, Kelly Tyen. I am so excited to welcome you again for another episode on Sisterhood of Sweat. I am so excited to be here. It's always a beautiful conversation, Linda. Thank you for having me. Well, we had a show yesterday for Kelly's podcast, Addicted to the Climb, which I think is a fabulous title. And we were just going strong. So we're back today for round two. And this promises to be a treat. So Kelly... I mean, the first time I met you, we were competing in fitness Mm -hmm. and we were wearing tiny little bikinis, walking in Cinderella glass slippers, LOL. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my, when you say it like that, ooh. (laughs) Five inch heels. And that, you know, that was quite a feat in itself. (laughs) <laughs> but, <There it> was. <laughs> <laughs> I just really want to get into the nitty gritty of your story for everyone today. And what, 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 like, first of all, what possessed you to want to balance on those glass heels? <laughs> okay. That is a great question. And I had started a boot camp back about six years, I would say prior to the competition. And so, you know, I grew up working out. I started a boot camp, Kelly's boot camp for women to help women feel good about themselves because I loved working out and I just needed a new goal. So for me, working out is great, but me being addicted to the climb, 
I wanted to find a new climb. So that is why I said, well, I think I'm going to try this bikini competition thing and just give it a whirl and see what it's all about. I had no idea at all what competitions were back in 2012, 2013. I really didn't know anybody that competed, but I knew I wanted to push my limits in my fitness, in my body, in my strength. I wanted to see if I really could commit to a 12 to 16 week program with a coach because I'd never done it before. So I jumped right in and wow, what an experience it was. I learned so much about myself. I learned that I had more discipline than I thought I did. Because as you know, Linda, I mean, it's not just getting up in a bikini at all. Like that's the end result. But the hard work it took week after week, tier after tier, when people are eating things that are on your plan and you can't have them. But I learned about my own commitment level and how far I could take it and really what I'm capable of. So although it was, the I would never do it again. Okay, let me be clear. I don't want to do that ever again. But I learned a lot along the way about myself and what I will tolerate in my thoughts about my body, the whole nine yards. So we can jump into any area you want, but that That's is the reason why. Before we start turning it the that way, because we're really going to go in today, you guys hey, stay tuned to body shaming, comparison, mm-hmm. uh, feeling crappy about, you know, the way that you look and mm-hmm. realizing that Kelly's going to flip that all on its head today so that you can mm-hmm. see that it is really all about your self talk and what's going on in your mind and about embracing and accepting mm-hmm. yourself and realizing you're already worthy. And so like, I just want to ask you the good, the bad, and the ugly about competing, like be like a truth teller today. (laughs) Oh, all right. Put me on the spot. Well, the good was really what I said, learning. I made a commitment to myself and I followed through. That is an amazing thing because making a commitment in your fitness is a very hard thing. I mean, we all, let's be real. When you start a diet plan, I mean, how many times have we fallen off a diet plan, a new program? We try so hard and yet we fail and then we fall off. So the good part was learning that when I made a commitment, I followed through. So I was very proud of myself in that way. I stayed dedicated to the mission, which was to get to that stage, no matter what I had to do. And that's the good part about it. So the bad was along the way, yes, comparing myself, I would look at the other girls in my group or when I went to practice my posing, I remember the first two times I went with this group of women, I went in the back and cried because I was like, I don't look like them. I don't think my body will ever look like them. And I did. I I bawled my eyes out because I was so conscious of my own body. And, you know, I don't know if you ever felt like that, but it was almost, you're with all these girls in a bikini with the heels on in practicing your walk and not knowing if you're good enough. So that was things I struggled with. 
And then take it to stage day. When you compete, you dial it down, especially the week of the show, mm-hmm. your water yeah, and majorly, majorly, your body's almost dehydrated. Right. So you're showing <laughs> That's how I rip a hamstring for sure. Yes, exactly. And so you're showing every striation, like your skin is just layered on top of muscle. And so yeah. it's, you, it only lasts for that one day in the minute I came off stage the next day. I remember the first time I competed, I think within the first nine days, I gained 12 pounds, 12, like from stage day. And that turned into a whole entire whirlwind of just crying. And what am I going to do? I don't look like I looked on the stage. I couldn't see my, I, I really just kept telling myself I was fat because I didn't look the way I did on that stage day. And so it, it was really a scary moment for me, but I ended up signing up for another show. I ended up signing up. I did four shows total because I was chasing that body. Really? I was now, let me just say this too. I loved again, the, the, the competition part of of it it was, was so much fun and committing to the goal. It's good Mm -hmm. to have a goal. Yeah. It drives you. It drives me. So I did it. I signed up again because it drove me. I wanted to keep going. I was chasing another goal. Well, what now can my body do? How much stronger can I be in this competition? Um, I wonder if my deadlift will be heavier this time around. So that's why I did it three more times, but I had the same aftermath effects at all those in all four of those times. And I secretly hit it. I kept it to myself Mm -hmm. and I made the final decision that I didn't want to do it anymore. I struggled for a while, Mm -hmm. a lot, like a while after that last show, it was, it was really, really hard for me to see my body in the mirror. Mm -hmm. And, um, Uh yeah, you you can relate. So Mm -hmm. I had to find a new way I had to, it just took a lot of deep inner work that I didn't really talk about it to many people at that time. I wish I had a podcast back then. I could have vented on the podcast, but you know, <laughs> therapy, I mean, talk therapy, <laughs> I talk therapy to myself with my microphone, but I didn't. And I really didn't talk to many people about it because I thought it was just me. I thought I was just having a hard time and I didn't know what to eat half the time. I didn't, um, I, I was chasing that stage body that was so unrealistic because it's like, if you think about somebody running a marathon, they run, they do, they commit to the, however many four months of training, they run the marathon. You're not going to go out and run another marathon two days later. You're not going to feel that way. I didn't think about it like that. I was chasing and chasing and chasing that lean, lean, dehydrated body and it never came back. It now, lasts about 12 days. <laughs> maybe. Maybe I'm just saying like a lot of people, their staged body lasts about 12 days. Right. Um, But it doesn't have to be that way. I did learn that you could, you have to build your diet where it tapers down. Yes. And then you taper on the way back to normal, like, and I'm not saying it's not normal, but just a week of not normal. I never did anything really extreme, but when you got to the point 
afterwards, you can't just jump off and eat. If you do, you regret it because you're going to rebound hard. So you have to taper and taper back to your even keel. And then you're not, you're not going to look bad at all. You're going to look good, but you're not going to look like you did the day you were on stage. And I totally relate to what you're saying. There is like a dopamine hit Mm -hmm. from getting that in that kind of shape and that stage body and the excitement of the show and seeing all of your friends. It's addicting. I will Mm -hmm. say that word Mm -hmm. because we're going to talk about that word later. Okay. But, um, but I, but so I want people to know that it doesn't have to be like that, but it, for many people, there are a lot of things you face in yourself when you go and you compete, you really recognize, am I, what am I chasing here? Mm. Uh, how many trophies do I need to win mm-hmm. to feel enough? That mm-hmm. could be, that could be one. Mm-hmm. Um, or where did I not get recognition in my life that I needed? Because I think a lot of people that continually compete, they like the, they like the drive. They like the excitement. I, I, I like all of it. Don't get me wrong, okay. but I've, I've done some self-work too. And I think they may be chasing something they never received in their life. They want that recognition. and when you are winning at a show, that's like the ultimate in mm-hmm. achievement, in recognition, in status. Uh, it's so many things. So I think having a conversation surrounding what is it you're wanting and why are you like some people are literally killing themselves. Like, why are you pushing yourself that hard? And it's mm-hmm. the same with. Why does my body need to be that lean? What is it I'm receiving that I think I'm getting? What am I getting out of that? Like, it's like, we have to do that deep work of really questioning is, do I think I'm going to, my friends are going to love me more. Do I think my family's going to love me more? Do I think people are going to admire me more? Like what, what is the reasoning behind what, what you're doing. I think being in touch with that is very, very freeing. So very freeing. And that's what I have to do. I had to dig deep and do that work. And I did, I put the work in because I got to a point where I was so tired of the, every time I took a shower, every time I was getting dressed, I got so tired of the way (laughs) I was talking to myself. I, I couldn't take it anymore. And I was like, what am I doing? Like exactly what you said. What is my husband going to love me less? And my friend's not going to love me anymore. Like it's foolish. It's, it's really foolish, but I was doing that, the negative talk. And on one day I actually created a hashtag because I, I got to the lowest point and I have a daughter who's 22 and I didn't want her growing up like that. I didn't want to be that example that she has to be perfect and and I wanted her to just love herself the way God made her, the way we should all love ourselves. But my hashtag is revenge mind. And it's all about just taking revenge on those awful thoughts that keep coming and attacking over and over. Because until we actually take revenge and do something about it, 
they will eat you up every single day. And it's not a fun place to be. It's very freeing, like you said, if you do put the work in. It's almost like a weight lifts off your shoulders when you realize, you know what? I am enough. My So for me, I'm very faithful and spiritual. I'm a Christian. And I really found that my identity is in Christ and not in anything else. And that's all I needed to know. It was like a light went on and I was like, okay, I'm going to be okay. No matter if I skip a workout or maybe two and my body changes a little bit, I am getting older and that's okay. I still want to be strong in my body. I still work out. I'm going to work out hard and I'm going to take good care of it, but I don't ever have to go back to feeling I have to look a certain way. I'm all done. Well, there's a lot of pressure. There's a lot of pressure in society Mm -hmm. to look a certain way, to Mm -hmm. be that girl, to be accepted. And you could get in that whole spiral also of perfectionism. Mm. So maybe you, you knew your family loved you. You knew your friends loved you, but you weren't accepting yourself because you weren't right. perfect enough. Right. And I think we can all fall into that as well. Like mm. that whole perfectionism syndrome and not cutting ourselves any kind of slack. Like we're little mini fitness robots or something. <laughs> True. <laughs> I right? know. Yes. Uh Yeah. You know, we have to overcome those opinions of like, I feel bad for the younger girls. I really do because of social media in that way. Now, there comes a point where we have to wake up to it and say, oh, my gosh, I'm comparing myself. I'm scrolling and looking, you know, it's an awareness that has to happen for each of us. If you find yourself comparing and it's discouraging, you get off your phone and you're just angry, then you have to become aware of what you're actually doing, right? I mean, did that happen for you, Linda? Because it did happen for me when I'm looking, I had to delete or unfollow certain people throughout a few years because it was- I think I really haven't deleted a lot of people, but I understand- where you're coming from. For me, it was more, I think I went through this whole process at the beginning of where I'm being compared to the people on stage. I wasn't comparing myself. The judges who say they're looking at just your body as, as they're not, they are comparing you. Yes. So they, they are literally comparing you to the people on the stage, that other stuff that's BS. <laughs> and so just know your, your buttocks <laughs> is being compared to the next girl's buttocks when you turn around and the way you walk and the whole bit. And so when you're thinking like that, you're then you're like, I think I felt like I was trying to be that person that they would pick. So you could, okay, one year they want skinny legs. The next year they want muscular legs. The next year they want abs. The next right. year it's, so you could just kill yourself trying to be that person that they would pick or select. Mm -hmm. And one day I was just like, you know what? At the end of the day, I want to walk out being 
proud of me and liking my body and liking what I've done and feeling good the rest of the year, not just for a day. So I am going to approach this completely differently than I have been. And I did. And after that, I started winning and doing not that I hadn't won before, but winning more like bigger, bigger, like national shows and doing well. And I was in my fifties. So I think I just realized too, just because you are like raspberry, rainbow, strawberry, chocolate chip, doesn't mean you're not a good flavor. Maybe they were picking vanilla that year. Mm -hmm. So own who you are, Mm -hmm. embrace it, you know, be the best version of yourself. Mm-hmm. It's it's okay to want to be the best version of yourself, yes. but not to the point of comparing yourself to death or trying to be selected. Select yourself. That is, I love that. And, you know, I want to say, if you are a competitive person and I don't want to discourage anyone from competing because Mm-mm. it really, because no, I do love it. I, yeah, you know, I do it's an unbelievable experience going back to what I said <laughs> about the commitment level, the dedication, mm-hmm. being determined to get to that stage, do having a, I call it a wit mentality, whatever it takes mentality. I am going to get my workout in, whether it's at 4am or 5am, you know, those things are amazing. I don't definitely don't want to discourage, but what happened to me was just something I had to deal with myself and I was in the wrong headspace after. So competition is fine. If you go in loving yourself and being proud of your own journey, the journey is going to be amazing. Getting yourself the 12 to 16 weeks. There again, that all goes to, I think pushing yourself and going after goals, it, it it takes you there, but it also teaches you so much about yourself because yes. all of those things, they were already there. Mm-hmm. It just exposed them. Yes. So then changing your mindset mm-hmm. and doing it in a healthy way, then look, it just turned out, it turned out great. And I think we can all do things that aren't healthy, like saying to ourselves, picking ourselves apart in the mirror and picking ourselves apart in a picture. First of all, if you aren't happy with yourself, it's okay then to say, I'm going to do the work. I'm going to do the work because sometimes like, I don't know if you're getting F's at school, you probably want to do the work. So if yeah. you're not feeling good internally about yourself, or maybe you don't want to go places because you can't wear the clothes you used to wear, it could be anything. Then it's okay to give yourself permission to be like, yeah, I, I know it's frivolous, but I want to lose 20 pounds. I want, I want to feel good about myself. And for me, that is fitting in my clothes. And uh, I think there's so much judgment going around with whether we do want to look good or we don't look good, or it's all about all these things. When I think it's more of an internal thing, like to me, working out is for my mental health and my self care. It's self love. 
when I am taking care of me. Now, when you're beating yourself up in the mirror, what is that all about, Kelly? And and, and tell talk to us a little bit about that and how can women change that narrative in their mind and the story they're telling themselves? I mean, it, it just takes deep work. It's sitting with yourself alone and asking yourself, why am I doing this? Is it, you know, that why? We spoke about it yesterday, getting deep into why are you tearing yourself apart? And like you said, if you're not happy, we have the power and the choice to make our decisions every day about what goes in our mouth, how we want to feel. If you're not feeling good, then really dig deep. Why aren't you feeling good? Are you feeding yourself over and over foods that just aren't making you feel good? But you, So there comes a point where you have to put your big girl pants on and do the right thing and no more excuses. I mean, there comes a time where if you're miserable, if you're tearing yourself apart, if you don't like the way you look, it's time to take action. And so, you know, no, it's it's a non-excuse because we make excuses so much about why we can't. We're too old. We're way too overweight. I could never go to the gym. I'm too intimidated. I can't. I don't have enough money to hire a coach. I mean, listen. If you want to make it happen, you will make it happen. And changing your mindset is the same way because if I did it, anybody could do it. And I did. I suffered with negativity and I I prayed. I did a lot of prayer. I really had God intercede for me and he did, which I'm so thankful for. I got into the word in reading how much God loves me as a daughter. I found my identity in him and it just brought so much peace and it changed everything for me. And so making the decision commit because it's going to be hard, but commit because it's hard. If things were easy, nobody would do them. If think about anything in your life when it's too easy, eh, whatever, but commit because <laughs> Commit because it's hard, because you want to see change take place, because you deserve it. You're worthy. You are enough. God made you perfectly, but it's okay to um, go out on a limb for yourself because you want to get healthier. And it's all about just taking that first step, right? That's really what it comes down to. Now, what would you say to the person that says it shouldn't be about the way we look? Well, I agree with that. But then again, don't you want to look good? Don't you want <laughs> to feel good? I mean, listen, let's be real. We're all women. We all, uh, you know how many clients tell me they don't want to take pictures? Because uh, they don't look uh, good. You're I mean, preaching to the choir today. Yes. That. And they say it to me. They say, but yet, what are you doing about it? So yes, we, it, it's not about the physical body. I mean, we're not going to be walking around in our clear heels especially if you're over 40, that's not what it's about anymore. But yes, we want to, when we look good, well, when we treat our bodies and feed our bodies, God made foods that fuel us, give us energy. You're going to look good because you're going to feel good. They go hand in hand. Didn't oh, you're saying that? what I wanted. You're saying so, what I wanted. Yes. So because they do the, the looking good and the feeling good, the feeling good should come first. But then when you feel good, it's going to exude. Your confidence is going to be better. Everything will come from feeling good. So the looking good will come together 
after that? So to me, it's a barometer and it isn't necessarily about the shallow, like some people Mm -hmm. might think of it as shallow going after a goal is anything but shallow. Oh my gosh, it's hard freaking work. And so, um, like you may see it that way because you're not doing it, but going back to the whole feeling good, looking good thing, I'm trying to remember what the guy's name was. I was listening to him on, ah, I'll I'll put it in the show notes. I feel his name was David something. And he's talking about longevity. I think it was on Lewis house school greatness, but he's talking about longevity and he talks about that. It goes together. So if my waistline is expanding out 10 feet over my pants, it's not healthy. And you're not going to feel good. You're going to be just not going to feel good. Your mind is also not probably looking good. Like you don't feel like, yeah, I look good. You probably don't feel like going in a bikini to the beach. Um, Now, do people still love you? Can you still love yourself? Of course. Does God love you? Of course. Right. But I think we were designed to, that it goes together when you're healthy and you're treating your, your body instead of like a garbage can, you're treating it like a Lamborghini that needs to be polished and taken good care of That's self-love. It is. Then your, your car is, is, it's going to run well. It's good. You know, your body is going to be healthy because of the way you treat yourself. Exactly. And that goes along all the way to the way you speak to yourself. It does. And you're happier when you take, you think about when you eat a salad and you feel good, you know, think about your coaching clients. When my clients, they're so excited about that first little milestone they hit. And, and I remind them, go back to that feeling. Don't you want to feel like that all the time? Yeah, You're sabotaging yourself because it really is. It comes down to just feeling good. Yeah. That's- and all it is, is just saying, how do I want to feel tomorrow? How mm-hmm. do I want to feel next week? Right. And I think it's more about how you feel about you. And that's pretty important. It is. That's the only thing that matters. Because <laughs> like we said, nobody, no one's perspective of you is going to change. If you gain or lose five, 10, 20 pounds, right. your friends are always going to be there. Your family's going to be yeah, there. They're not going to love you any it's, less. It's you against you. That's what it, that's all it is. Yeah. So it's a decision that has to be made. Am I going to stay stuck in this mindset or am I going to do something about it? In the self-care and this, I, I always say, discipline is a form of self-love, you know, being disciplined is, is a form of self-love being disciplined enough to wake up in the morning and get a workout in early being disciplined enough to eat the salad over the burger and fries at lunch, you know, like that's self-love, which, which triggers into all the other things that we talked about. And when you're giving yourself self-love, you're happier, you feel more peace, more joy. It just, it becomes, it exudes, it exudes from you. It does. And everybody that's successful that I know like that are, you know, maybe, you know, millionaires and mega speakers, and uh, maybe they have a gym, they have a podcast, they, they might be, they might be a school teacher, but just the people that I know that I 
you know, feel are very motivated and energetic, they take care of themselves. Right. And so to me, it's something that should be taught more. It should be like a subject in school. (laughs) Right. Don't you wish you can change the whole curriculum in for children? (laughs) So true. So showing up for yourself. I mean, I can't say that enough. If you don't show up for yourself, nobody is going to. And then that's in every area of your life. You want to get to that next level. You're going on a new climb, whatever it is, you have to show up for yourself. And that's the, that's all I talk about because, you know, things are going to be a little uncomfortable in the beginning when you try something new, but you still have to show up if you want to see change. That's well, that, that right there. I love that tip because also you like, if like sometimes people could hate on you, if you succeeded, let's say Kelly, you become the number one podcaster and then the entire world, then you could have a slew of people behind you that are like either jonesing after it, hating upon you. Um, You want to surround yourself, of course, with the people that are cheering you on. But the thing is, the reality is, and I will just attribute this to me. When I first started in this fitness, I was young and I still ate cupcakes and ate what I wanted. And I just worked out hard, but I showed up at a show and I was expecting to be in the winning circle with those that had dieted for 22 weeks. <laughs> really? Are you yeah. serious right now? But what I'm saying is, is the reality is whatever it is you want. You have to show up for it the same way as the person that maybe has that thing already. You have to say, this is the amount of work I got to put in if I want this. This is the work. And and to be honest with yourself and say, so I can't expect to be the number one podcaster in the world like Kelly if I don't feel like showing up today and I'm not doing my show because I'm tired and I'm just going to cancel. And, um, shoot, I don't know. I'm not going to look at my topic. I'm not going to even, that guess was crappy, but I'm putting them out anyway. Like Mm -hmm. you can't do those things. So it's the same way with our self-help, you know, it is. It's exactly. You said it perfectly. You're not showing up. And then you wonder why you're so discouraged. <laughs> or you're not losing weight. Then you fall off the wagon and you come back on and it's a vicious cycle. You're really, we really create these things for ourselves when really the reality is just make yourself a priority. That's number one, self-love, discipline, and it takes work. It's, it takes practicing doing those things. They don't just happen once, twice in a week. You have to practice making new habits for yourself until it becomes an actual real habit, like brushing your teeth. I tell people it's literally the same thing. I didn't always eat salads. I didn't always make a green smoothie. I hated that stuff. I was a junk food junkie to the nines. So if somebody <laughs> tells me, I am, if somebody says, I just don't like it, I can't eat those. Listen, I forced myself because I wanted to feel better so badly. I wanted to feel alive every day. Like the people, like you said, the people that were 
healthy and fit that I was watching, I always wondered how do they always feel like that? They look good. They were putting in the work in making the green smoothies instead of something else that they shouldn't eat. So doing all that, I mean, the discipline, the making yourself a priority has to take place. And if all you want today is just to feel better, Mm -hmm. then you have to get up and get moving and then maybe cut down, you know, the snacking or, you know, throw out the soda pop that's loaded with sugar or just be like, okay, I'm not supersizing it through the drive-thru. Maybe I'll go and I'll get a grilled chicken today with uh, a salad or whatever it is. It's just really deciding what you want and what is the work that you need to put in. And are you willing to do that work? But it's, and I, and I want people not to be overwhelmed right now either. Right. This is a a journey and I say, embrace it because the joy really is in your journey. If you're at the bottom of that climb right now, (laughs) and you are just feeling right now, listening to us saying, I'll never get to those women's places. Yes, you will. I don't care how old you are. I don't care where you're coming from. The joy is in your journey. If you embrace it, take one day at a time, mm-hmm. make one small yeah. change at a time, get uncomfortable trying to get comfortable again. It's going to be uncomfortable. Get it in your head. Going from eating a certain way Mm -hmm. to eating clean. It's not easy, you guys. I get it. I had to do it. Mm -hmm. And I am here today telling you that if I can do it, I did it one step at a time. I remember when I drank coffee back before I was, when I was competing and my coach said to me, you have to drink black coffee. That made me cry for a whole entire week because my coffee was everything, but it was loaded with cream and sugar. And then I was using that vanilla coffee mate syrup. And so half my coffee was that. So I was pretty much drinking cream and sugar with a little coffee, but I loved it. I thought it was the best thing ever. And she told me I had to drink black coffee. That was so hard for me, but guess what? I never looked, but I did it day after day. My belly felt better. I couldn't believe the difference. I didn't have the bloating like I did. And to this day, I still drink black coffee, but I changed that one thing. Then I went to the next thing and then the next thing. So, you know, you don't have to do everything at once. Clean it up little by little and you will get so far If you document it too, get a journal out, write down what you're doing so you can go back and celebrate what you've done in a week. Maybe you just drank an extra bottle of water. That's a celebration and know that because anytime you make a change that's hard, if you don't write it down, sometimes I say write things down so you can go back and just remember because we forget about the things that we accomplished. And then, you know, we think moving to the next thing is so hard, but write things down, keep a journal and just take it step by step. That's my bottom line. I liked what you said when I was listening to you on uh, our good friend, Kate McKay's podcast, Survive to Thrive. We were both recently on, so you'll have to tune into Kate's podcast. But I liked Mm -hmm. what you said about giving yourself a pat on the back and how, when you stopped beating yourself up, 
but you started embracing the good things you were doing and patting mm-hmm. yourself up on the back, that mm-hmm. it changed like everything for you as far as the way you were feeling about yourself, the way you were feeling about the whole fitness mm-hmm. thing. It, it's so true. And I remember when everything did change because so I'm turning 48 in a few days and it's crazy to me. I, I just am embracing so much right now, just getting myself to the gym or doing a workout routine. And even if it's 20 minutes at this point, I am, I pat myself on the back and I say, Kelly, you just did that girl. Look at you. You picked up eight pound dumbbells today. (laughs) (laughs) I I don't lift like I used to, you know, back when I was competing and I was a lot stronger, but I'm okay with it now. I'm okay with just doing a 20 minute Peloton ride and just moving my body and feeling good. I don't have to be all one hour in the gym anymore. I I'm actually proud of myself that I picked up some dumbbells. I did a a workout and then I go to bed feeling accomplished. That's what it comes down to. I know when I wake up in the morning, how I want to feel and I want to feel like I accomplished something. I want to feel strong and I want to feel happy. And creating health in my body and in my mindset creates happiness. So I strive to just do that every single day in some way. That's and what I, it is. I think that's that's where the magic's at. And I still remember uh, her name was Heidi, but for some reason I can't remember her last name. But clear as day, she was <clears throat> the oldest competitor <clears throat> at Miss Fitness. And she did go to Fitness America with me once, but it it just, it just, her nerves couldn't take it because there was just so many people. So she was shy and did not compete on the stage there. But I will always remember her for saying one time before we went on, I think I was just, I think I was a little nervous and because I had made a mistake in my pre-round because we had to do it again. We had to do the fitness routine more than once there was like a prejudging and then do it again. And she just turned to me and she said, girl, we are just here to do it. And I got that because I was like one of the older competitors Mm -hmm. and embracing the fact that I could do it and that I was there to do it. Mm -hmm. And I was doing it and being excited about the actual activity versus the outcome. And uh, so, like, I think we're here in life. We're here just to do it. So nice. do it, do it full out and just like embrace everything, embrace your age, embrace, you know, uh, where you're at, but like also embrace the journey of getting better. Like, I just, I, I just really wanted to say that. <laughs> and I'll add to that one thing, because people ask me. I've been in the industry for a long time, coaching women, blah, blah, blah. But what, they ask what motivates me. And honestly, just being 1% better than I was yesterday or doing something 1% better than I did before motivates me to want to keep going. So 1%, you guys, that's it. Just, you know, it doesn't have to be so overwhelming. You know, I think many people get so overwhelmed when they're at the bottom and they they're starting a new program, trying to get healthy. They think they have to do too many things when, again, just one percent is all you need to get the momentum going. 
You'll get yeah, there. it's never it's never what we think. It's really all of these small steps adding up into the bigger things. Mm-hmm. And and it's a journey, like Kelly said. So it always just begins with that first step, that second step. Mm-hmm. And each step leads mm-hmm. to the next step. So it's easy for us to compare ourselves to other women, to women on Instagram that look like they have it all you know, and they're balancing it in one hand with their high heel kicked up and just know that that is not reality. Like Kelly says, it's all airbrushed anyway, you guys, why are you knocking yourself out? You can get airbrushed too. No. <laughs> There's plenty of filters. <laughs> I, I, I'm not going to lie. I do use them at times. And my husband yells at me. <laughs> I mean, it's being real, right? (laughs) But but I I do want to say that we can look at others and compare ourselves and not see. It's like your glasses are on your head and you didn't you're looking for them. Like, look at your own strengths (laughs) because you have plenty of them and focus on your own paper and realize you can achieve anything you want to. Mm-hmm. If you I, want to it. achieve it, right? Yeah. So that's, talk that's about it. that with us, the climb. Tell us, what does that mean? How did you come up with that? So along my journey in my health and fitness, because that's me, I realized that, well, first how I came up with it was I heard a podcast and somebody said, everybody's addicted to something. And I'll never forget it because I shut the podcast off at that moment. And I thought to myself, I don't have an addictive personality. I am not addicted to anything. And I was really racking my brain saying, I can't believe this woman just said that. Like, we're not all addicts to something. And yet that night, it woke me up at because I'll never forget it. And I'm like, I'm addicted to getting to that next level. I always have, since I was a little girl, I always went out on a limb. I always wanted to try something new. And I addicted to the climb was just the perfect title. I started a podcast first and I wanted to talk to other people about their addiction to the climb. Like, why do you want to get better? Why do you keep climbing to the next level? How do you do it? How do you overcome struggles? So that's what addicted to the climb is all about. It's really just, we're going to have setbacks. Life is a climb, right? Life is a climb. We're always going to have struggles, setbacks. Death is going to happen, fears. But we, in order to keep rising and past those things, we have to stay climbing or else we're going to go backwards. And so that's what Addicted to the Climb is all about. I wrote my book and I'm, I shared 30 of my personal stories talking about how I stayed on the climb through these personal stories, things I've been through and how other people can do the same thing. It's really to give people courage, hope, and strength to just keep on climbing. That's what it's about. And Kelly is, is a breast cancer survivor Mm -hmm. and she, you know, she's been through things. She lost her mother not that long ago. And that was her best, dearest friend. So You've been through things, Mm -hmm. but how have you stayed on the climb through all that? My faith, 100%. My mother instilled in me faith as a little girl. And so my mom suffered from rheumatoid arthritis from the moment I was born. 
And I watched her my whole entire life, just in and out of the hospital. But yet she always had her makeup on, always had a smile on. She was crippled pretty much from she had scars from the top of her head to the bottom of her feet. I'm talking every inch of her body was pretty much scarred. She never could wear a pair of heels. I never saw her in heels. She never showed her feet. But I watched this woman go through what she went through and had such a strong faith. And it just, it was instilled in me that no matter what happens in life, I can get through it with God. I'm not alone. And he will walk me through the fires. He will bring me out unburned if I keep my faith strong, no matter what I face. So it really comes down to my faith. And Kelly has started, this all started, this whole Addicted to the Climb, the books you see behind her, the podcast, all of it. It just started from we, you know, talking about it, then having the idea, and then just one thing after, like just one step after the next. Mm-hmm. It's this whole journey of steps connected together. Did you ever see yourself where you are right now? Not really. I never thought I would be an author. Um, I, I thought about it back a few years ago when we talked. But before that, no, I, I just, I always, like I said, I always wanted to get to the next level, though. I was always looking to do something and help women and encourage women. I always did have that. That was part of me, even as a little girl. I always would put makeup on girls in high school. I wanted them to feel pretty. Um, so I knew I wanted to help lock arms with women because we all go through the same things yet differently. We all have the same emotions and the same feelings. We, we, the way we handle those is a little different, but I knew if I could bring this message to as many people, I had to write a book. So I wrote the book and yeah, I, I, I'm just so thrilled about where everything has gone and I'm excited for what's ahead because I'm not stopping. And we some we had similar circumstances where we had built our businesses up mm-hmm. in a place for so long and we had to redefine. But see, when some bad things happen, it just means something better is on its way, don't you think? Absolutely. Oh, turning pain into purpose. If if somebody's in the struggle right now, know that when you get to that other side, because you will, if you keep climbing this so much, you might be able to share your story with someone to encourage them. There's always purpose behind pain. And yes, I mean, I totally agree with that strength in the struggle. I mean, the whole thing, it's, it's amazing what comes out if you keep climbing and hanging on. Sometimes we would stay just doing the same old thing. If a, a circumstance didn't become unbearable, something didn't change, mm-hmm. someone didn't do us wrong, we would stay. And God always has more for us than we realize. So today, when you're thinking about this podcast, just realize that you haven't yet reached the top of your climb. Exactly. And you know what? You might never, it, I, the, the journey, the joy is in the journey. Embrace what you're doing and 
know that life is a climb until the day we are underground. It's a climb. So you're either on, commit, dedicate yourself in whatever you're working towards and just keep showing up. That's all you can do because it is. We're always making a decision. Like we may think that no decision is not a decision, but, but like you're either making a decision to move forward in life, stay where you are or go backwards. Like whatever you do, even a non-decision is a decision. So why not go fully for it is what I would say and go all out on your climb to the top. And I have so enjoyed everything you've brought today, Kelly. This was a highlight of the week, having this conversation for women that may be struggling with some of these things we were talking about. What would you say you want all women out there to know about themselves? That they are loved. They are enough. And I know we hear that often. It's like posted all over, but honestly, you really are enough. God made you perfect the way you are, but you can still work on things in your life to get better, to get healthier, but just love yourself the way God loves you. That's it. Oh, that was so good today, Kelly. And I have enjoyed, I just enjoy you so much. I've enjoyed your journey. Uh, I think that you care, you have such a big heart for women and I just feel completely in alignment with you and in sync today. So thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. Thank you so much. I enjoyed this conversation so much, Linda, and I appreciate you and all the work you're doing. And that's a wrap. Thank you so much for being here every week because my goal is to always empower and inspire you so you can keep on climbing even when life gets tough. If you felt blessed today, it would mean the world to me if you subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode. And one of the ways you can help me is if you would leave me a five-star rating and a review. This is really how I can help more people just like you. You can do this right on your podcast app on your phone. It's super easy. It will only take one minute. Also, if you want to be part of my private community on Facebook, head over there to Faith, Fuel, and Fitness, and I'll meet you inside. Or you can even head over to my website, kellytian.com, to get more inspiration and resources to keep you on your own climb. Thank you again and have a healthy and happy week.